0: Section 2 of the Roosevelt-Rodon Scientific Expedition and the Telegraph Line Commission. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Roosevelt-Rodon Scientific Expedition and the Telegraph Line Commission by Candido Rodon. Translated by R. G. Reedy and Edward Murray. First Lecture, Part 1 Origin of the Roosevelt-Rodon Scientific Expedition Organization of the Brazilian Commission Choice of Routes Submitted to Mr. Roosevelt Selection of the One Relative to the Rio da Duvida Overland Journey of the Chief of the Brazilian Commission from Rio de Janeiro to the mouth of the River Apa the heads of the Brazilian and American commissions meet on board the Paraguayan gunboat Requielme. Formation of the Roosevelt Rondon Commission. On the fourth of October, nineteen thirteen, I arrived at the Barro del Magaco station, having come from Barro de Burgues, the extreme southern point of the telegraph lines from Mato Grosso to the Amazon, which I had just inspected, when I received from Dr. Laura Muller, Ministry of Foreign Affairs a telegram inviting me to accompany the ex-president of the United States of America, Colonel Theodore Roosevelt, on a journey which he proposed to undertake through the interior of Brazil as far as Venezuela. I replied accepting this honorable commission, and on the same day left bound for the river Colmemoracro de Floriano, which I descended making use of the means of transport created by the Telegraph Lines Commission. I entered the river Pimenta Bueno, and afterwards the Gaiparana, at the mouth of which I found the scout, Cidade de Manoes, which took me to the capital of the state of Amazonas. Considering the urgency which existed to provide for the organization of the indispensable elements for the journey of the expedition, I immediately took steps which would be useful, whichever might eventually be the final route chosen by the eminent American statesman, to get out of the central Brazilian cordillera into the Amazon basin. Of all the routes which might be followed, that which appeared to me preferable was one afforded by the courses of the river Arinos, Joranena, Papagayo, and Duvida. For this reason I ordered canoes to be prepared on the banks of each of these four rivers, at points of easy access, for travelers who might penetrate into the highlands of the Parisis, coming from the headwaters of the river Paraguay. During my voyage to Manos, I received word that Colonel Roosevelt's project was to enter the river Amazon by the Tapojas and into this river by the Arinos but evidently this course could not offer anything new to an expedition whose object was to unravel the unknown aspects of our wilds i decided therefore to submit to the appreciation of our illustrious guest other routes which could with more advantage be taken by his party and i therefore telegraphed from manos to rio de janeiro to the chief of the drawing section of the telegraph commission first lieutenant Jagaribe de matos to show him at the ministry of foreign affairs the geographical charts drawn in our technical office with the data supplied by our explorations, suggesting the following routes. a. From San Luis to Coqueres, or from Coaba, along the telegraph lines commissioned road as far as the Barro de Magalco station, and there to embark in barges to descend the rivers Comamoraco Moraco de Florino, Gui Parana, and the Madeira. b. Follow the same route as far as Jose Bonifacio station, one station before Barro de Magalco, and thence gaining the Paso de Lina on the Duvida, to descend and explore this river which would probably take the party to Madeira. C. reach the Tapajos by descending the Joruena and not the Arinos, which latter route has been known for a century, so much so that it has served as a trading route for some time between Para and Mato Grosso. D. from Salui to Caqueres, pass to the valley of Guaupore, and from the city of mato grosso to descend this river and the mamore in a launch as far as the falls of the Mirim, here to take the madeira-mamore railway to get to the city of Santo antonio do madeira e finally by the telegraph line road to reach the river Papagayo at utiaranti station and by this river and to the tavojes of these five alternatives the one which offered the greatest unforeseen difficulties was that relative to the river duvida this was the one chosen by Mr. Roosevelt. During my voyage from Manoos to Rio de Janeiro, where I arrived on the 11th of November, I organized the staff of the Brazilian Commission and picked out the professional men who might be entrusted, for the greatest benefit of the nation, with the services of astronomy, determination of the geographical coordinates, topography, botany, zoology, and geology, besides those relative to general administration. Of these devoted assistants, those who were in Rio de Janeiro left in parties successively from the 22nd of November to the 5th of December for Montevideo in order to ascend the River Paraguay, and from there make for Corumba and other points, where they were to await the arrival of the expedition, and organize the services entrusted to them. As for myself, obligated to remain in Rio de Janeiro to attend to the requirements of the indispensable equipment necessary to the success of the commission which was confided to me, I would follow on by land— as late as possible but still in time to descend the paraguay and await the entry of mr roosevelt into brazilian territory to accompany me on this journey i retained captain milcar de Magalhães and dr exibio de oliveria the former my assistant and the latter the geologist of the expedition all baggage was sent on by water via montevideo on the twenty eighth of november the ministry of foreign affairs communicated to me that mr roosevelt would leave buenos aires Procuncion on the 4th or 5th of December, and three days afterwards would continue to ascend the River Paraguay, making for Corumba. On receipt of this advice, I left Rio de Janeiro for Sao Paulo by the night train on the 2nd of December, having previously taken the necessary precautions to enable us to travel, without interruption, on the following railways, Central of Brazil, Cabana, Noroeste, and Itapura to Corumba. On the evening of the 5th, We arrived at the end of the line of the Itapura-Caramba Railway, the construction of which went a little beyond Rio Verde, and even so, a few kilometers of this line were not yet consolidated and could only be used for ballast train. Here we organized our march on horseback to reach the end of the line, which was being constructed from Porto Esperanca to Itapura. We thus traveled 168 kilometers as far as Campo Grande, where we arrived at 6 a.m. on the ninth. Three hours later, we left Campo Grande in a special train, which took us to Porto Esperanca, situated 2,248 kilometers from Rio de Janeiro, and where we alighted at 11 p.m. We immediately embarked on the steamer NIOAC, belonging to the Lloyd Brasileiro, which, by order of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, awaited us under steam. Before dawn on the morning of the 10th, we were underway. A little before 1 o'clock on the afternoon of the 11th, we anchored in front of the mouth of the River Apa, where we were to await the arrival of Mr. Roosevelt and his party. From the point where we lay at anchor, the river Paraguay extends its course downstream in one long straight line, forming one of those stretches which, in the picturesque language of the dwellers on river banks, is called Estirado. We knew that the American expedition had left Asuncion on the 8th, on board the Paraguayan gunboat Aldolfo Requielme. Therefore, Barring accidents on the two shallows which hamper navigation on this river, a little before and above the city of Concepcion, it could now not be long before the anxiously awaited moment of sighting our future guests would arrive. In this expectation, we gazed in the direction whence they should come, full of anxiety to catch sight of some smoke or other sign which would predict the meeting of the Paraguayan boat to us. At the end of two hours we discerned the outline of a steamer coming up at full speed, We hastened to make the last arrangements for the reception which we thought would presently take place. On the deck of the Nioac, already in white uniform, which had been chosen for this occasion, we did not lose sight of the small vessel, which, like a new proteus, constantly appeared to us to be changing its shape, sometimes confirming our hopes, sometimes dissuading us. At last we ascertained that this was not the long-desired Requilume, but a tug carrying Chamacoco Indians, who were going to some industrial establishment on the banks of the river Paraguay, and were there to continue their sad and laborious life semi-enslaved to some company of strangers who had converted their free forests into an unhomely hard and unfilling country in this way we passed the day and the night of the eleventh of december on the following morning we were at our posts scanning the horizon towards Asuncion. the hours slipped away slowly until ten o'clock and were running on their fatal march when we were suddenly delighted to see at the end of the estorado a ship We soon distinguished its flag at the stern masthead, and at the same we saw that it was the Paraguayan gunboat. At eleven-thirty a.m. the Requileme was alongside the Noyoek, and from its quarter-deck Mr. Roosevelt corresponded to our waving in anticipation of the greetings which we were about to bring to him on board, together with the offers of cordial hospitality which the government of my country had entrusted me to make. The Paraguayan anchor had hardly grappled the bottom of the river when my assistants and I made for the ship on whose deck was to take place the ceremony of the introductions, between a statesman accustomed to the usages of European diplomacy, and the man who for almost twenty-five years had lived in the wilderness, frequenting the ministries of the Boraro, Parichi, and the Nambucrera Indians, perfecting himself in the etiquette of their respective courts. Withal, I was not tormented with nervousness at the outset, because the mass of exterior circumstances which forms the circles in which we have to act support and help us to find the necessary gestures adequate to the moment which we traverse, and if, when we greet in the bororo fashion, we are immediately prepared for the sharp odour of naked bodies painted with auricum, in compensation, when we exchange amiabilities in the language of Cornille and Moliere, we are insensibly drawn to gentleness and refinement, and without any effort the charming manners which are peculiar to the life of our drawing-rooms come back to us. I now found myself on the deck of the Paraguayan warship, greeting Mr. Roosevelt in the name of the Brazilian government, repeating to him the offer of our hospitality, and introducing to him the members of the Brazilian Commission, who from that moment remained at his orders. Mr. Roosevelt replied to our words, not only with the distinction characteristic of his great intellect and high culture, but also with the affability of a true friend of our country and its people." it was the intention of the brazilian government that we should take the american commission on board the nioac there at the mouth of the river apa but when we alluded to this part of our program we saw that the Paraguayan officers would be very disappointed if they were deprived of the honor of taking the ex-president of the united states of america to corumba as we all of us had the same object in view which was to render homage to our guest i gave way to the Paraguayans and was glad that destiny had been so benevolent as to allow me the privilege on the first occasion that I found myself in an official capacity in that country, of expressing my sentiments of fraternity to the most genuinely American nation of all those who have formed themselves in these lands of Columbus. Having settled this point, a little after midday, the Requielme continued to ascend the river in the direction of Brazil, and the Nioac followed her closely as an escort. We journeyed in this way until two o'clock in the afternoon, when both ships stopped in order that Mr. Roosevelt might come on board the Nioac, to return the visit we had made to him besides the courtesies which were exchanged between brazilians and americans it was also agreed that mr roosevelt on the day following his arrival at Coromba, would leave for the Fazenda das palmeros on the river Tanquere, where he would have his first jaguar shooting from this ranch he would go on to the one called ferme for the same purpose namely killing jaguars from ferme he would return to Coromba to enter the river cuyaba at the point where the Fazenda de sal howl is situated and in which the president of the state of mato grosso dr costa marques was awaiting him and would also offer our guest a jaguar peccary and tapar hunt besides a round-up of six thousand head of cattle on the open plains he would return afterwards to the river paraguay to take the san luis de caceres route visiting on the way the fazenda de descovaro from san luis de caceres he would continue the journey on the next day to tapirapohan in case he decided not to hunt on the river Geraro. On the road to taparapuan he might do some shooting on the Fazenda Barranco, at the Porta do Campo, and at the farm called Palmito. Finally, from taparapuan he would journey on horseback across the Parici Plateau as far as the river Duvida, which he and I and a part of the two commissions would descend in a canoe, whilst the other party would go as far as the Guiparana in which they would embark, directing themselves towards the Madeira and Manaus, at which place all should finally meet we arrived at Porto Mutenhall, where we dropped anchor and went on board the Patagonian gunboat to take part in a dinner offered by Mr. Roosevelt to the Brazilian Commission. On the following day we gave a breakfast on board the Niok in honor of the officers of the Requiem. On the 14th we were opposite the legendary fort of Coimbra. Mr. Roosevelt did not visit this fort, neither did he see the famous Gruta do Inferno, Grotto of Hell, because he considered that the time which he had at his disposal to absent himself from his country was almost insufficient to carry out the programme previously laid out. At two o'clock in the afternoon, we had passed the Bolivian frontier mark on the right bank of the river Paraguay, and only twenty-four hours afterwards did we sight the city of Caramba, in which port the Requielme entered, escorted by a large number of small craft full of ladies and gentlemen who had come to greet our honored guest. While still on board the Requielme, Mr. Roosevelt received the compliments of the commander of the Brazilian fleet of warships on the River Paraguay, represented by a first lieutenant of our Navy, and on shore he was received by the commander and officers of the Thirteenth Military District, the Municipal Council, the Federal and State Authorities, and by the whole population of the city, who were most enthusiastic in manifesting their delight at having the eminent American statesman amongst them. End of section two. Recording by Todd.